and Mine Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast about movies because movies. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. How are you doing today, Jeff? Corey, I'm doing fantastic. It's always good to hear, Jeff. You know why I'm doing fantastic, Corey? Why are you doing fantastic? I saw the new Top Gun. What? You mean you saw Tom Gun? I saw Tom Gun because that's pretty much all that's in it. <laughs> uh, how did, what did you feel about it as a sequel to a beloved, beloved action film from the 80s? It's okay. <laughs> Just okay? Um, you know, I, I had so much hype about this movie that... Um, it couldn't have. There, there's no way it could have lived up, lived up to the expectations that I put on this film. <laughs> right. There's no way the film that was already in your head could never have been. <laughs> no, and, and nobody yeah. could have made the movie that was in my. Yeah, head. exactly. Yeah, the one but, that one that you you thought of is light years ahead of, and could never. You know, the real movie could never have met those expectations for sure. No, but you know what? This one was pretty good. So you you liked the film, but there was like some things about it that didn't just didn't hit full marks for you. Well, one of the main things that I did not like about this film is there's not a lot of cameos, dude. Really? Yeah. And honestly, Miles Teller as the as the uh like the main star yeah, his, of the his, younger generation, I wasn't really feeling that casting. His you, you don't think that uh he could be Goose's son? I think he can, but I just I I didn't like the casting. I don't know, I just felt I don't know. He he got he got Goose's mustache. It's genetic. He did, yes. <laughs> I think that part of it feels odd to me. That he's wearing his dad's mustache? No, yeah, that that he would like, does he really have to wear the same facial hair? It, <laughs> it, feels, it feels weird, right? It does feel weird. Yeah, like he, he might have his own his own thing, and just the fact that he is Goose's son is enough, but he, he doesn't necessarily have to have the, like, 80s, you know, cop stash. So, Corey, are you <laughs> saying there's a change you would make to this movie? I would digitally remove Miles Teller's mustache. <laughs> Corey, that brings us to our to our topic for the evening. Yes, it is uh, what what we would change about uh, a movie, but not just any movie. Unnecessarily, no. Change. It is how we would change movies in the image of Mr. George Lucas. Yeah the the king of you know tinkering with changing <laughs> shit, changing movies. George Lucas, he's always constantly meddling in his own works. Not, not, and it's not to make them better. He changes shit in a way that it's arbitrary. Honestly, <laughs> a lot of them are just stupid changes that people don't really like. Or yeah, they're completely unnecessary. They don't add anything <laughs> to the overall. It's just extra fluff most of the time. You know, it's it's fine. But what would George Lucas do? That's that's what we thought. What yeah. would what would he do to non Lucasfilm films though? Yeah, so right. we are going to be, because we can't have George, Georgie, we can't have him here, yeah, right? I mean, we are the world's number one podcast on movies, <laughs> but we can't have him here with us tonight because he's out doing other stuff. You know, he was, he was busy tonight. He was busy tonight. So we are going to assume the role of George Lucas, and we, Corey and I, are going to dive into a couple of movies, 
you know? And we are going to tell you what we think George Lucas would do to change these wonderful old classics. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of classics, Jeff, let's start with a classic of all classics. What classic are you going to start with, Corey? I'm going all the way back to 1941, Jeff. And a, a small independent film by a first-time director. Is this a first-time director that has a booming voice who almost changed the world by making everyone think that the aliens were coming? It is that very same director, yes. Awesome. Yes, a little-known fellow named Orson Welles decided to direct a movie in 1941, and that was called Citizen Kane. Awesome. Now, for those of you out there who are movie fans, this is the movie that you tell people you've seen that most of the time you probably haven't seen. Or you saw pieces of it in film (laughs) film school. school. (laughs) And you claim to have seen the entirety of it. Yeah, absolutely. You're the one, those are the ones that go, oh, I know something about this because there's something about Rosebud. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of Rosebud, the the method here that we're, the Lucas method that we're going to go into for this one is plot hole repair, right? And this is basically where you figure out a haphazard solution where you change something about the uh, a scene or something that went unnoticed during its uh, original release that is a glaring pot- plot hole that makes the movie not make any sense. Okay, so the Lucas method you're changing is you're going to fix a plot hole disaster, basically. Yes, but in Citizen Kane... It's highly regarded by fans and critics alike as the best movie of all time, or one of the best movies of all time. Right? Actually, it's usually on the AFI list as the best Number movie of one. all time. Yeah, absolutely. Either that or The Godfather. Right, and people consider it you know, a, a perfect film. It revolutionized camera angles and, you know, like... Uh, storytelling, and, you know, like, it, it inspired so many filmmakers beyond this. But there's a huge plot hole, and it happens within the first 30 seconds of this film, Jeff. And what is that? So the, the crux of the film is people trying to figure out what Rosebud is. You mentioned Rosebud a second ago. And uh, spoiler alert, it's a sled. It represents the innocence of his childhood and blah, 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 blah. The reason why Orson Welles was hated after this movie is because Rosebud was actually the term used for... Um, his, uh, his. So the film is based off of William Randolph Hearst, yes, who is a newspaper at the time mogul at the time. And he's the one that built Hearst Castle. Yeah. And he owned like 90% of the, or whatever, some other percentage yeah. of newspapers <laughs> New, in the country. Newspaper. And it's Rosebud. A, it's scathing. Rosebud is the nickname for his girlfriend's... Lady bits. Lady parts, yes. And <laughs> yeah. we, we won't go into any more of that. Yeah. But that's why at the time, Orson Welles, after this movie was made, was blacklisted yeah. from Hollywood. Well, at least from the media standpoint, right? Like Absolutely. Well, no, he didn't actually, I don't think he worked until... I think he literally was blacklisted for years. It was hard. It, it was made very hard for him. Yes. <laughs> uh, turns out William Randolph Hearst uh, has a lot of power <laughs> yes. at the time. Anyway. By the way, do you know his mom? Super great lady. She in She started the PTA. Really? Yeah. Willie, Willie's mom started the PTA? Willie's mom started the PTA. Huh. What went wrong with him? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Apple did not fall very far from the tree on that one. Hmm. He just collected animals in a menagerie. and uh, Right. But anyway, the, the whole crux of the plot of this movie is that on his deathbed, Kane, uh, right, played by Orson Welles, utters the word Rosebud. And everybody in the movie is trying to figure out what the fuck Rosebud is, right? That's the mystery that's revealed at the end to be his childhood, right? Like the innocence and... Um, 
freedom of his childhood, right? As we then see the entirety of his life play out during the course of the movie. When he says Rosebud, though, there's nobody in the room when he says it. So nobody could have heard him say the word Rosebud, so nobody would be obsessed with figuring out what Rosebud meant, so we wouldn't be going on any journey to figure out <laughs> why why Rosebud, right? It's kind of a big plot hole, right? No, nobody's there to pass along that those, that those were his last words. Except the audience. Words. Except but. for the audience, right. But there is a nurse that comes in, and he dies by sort of rem- like letting go of the snow globe and it tumbles down his bed and it crashes on the floor and the nurse comes in and then she puts a sheet over him, right? So nobody in the room to hear him say Rosebud, but the nurse comes in afterwards. But if we re-edit that just a little bit, where the nurse is coming in just before he says Rosebud and drops the snow globe, then at least there's plausibly somebody in the room. But then you think, well, if the nurse came in because she heard the shattering snow globe, then what is going to cause her to come in? That's where the Lucas ILM part comes in. And we digitally change her arms to be holding towels or sheets or a bedpan or something as she's walking in. I like that. I like that a lot. However, I think what we should do is change it digitally so that when she's walking in, she's actually robbing him of all his clothes <laughs> and the bed sheets and cuz she, you know, he's rich, yeah, you know. Yeah. She's stealing from him. She's stealing from him similar to like a Christmas carol, you know, when mm. when Scrooge dies, they steal all his stuff and yep. go sell it. They loot it. That's what she's going to be doing. Yeah, yeah, you can you have know? her come in with something and then you see her like grab something off of a a chiffre robe or a, a Exactly. a chest or a duvet. She puts or it a, in her any of those other terms for yeah. like Furniture. Yeah, we could get digital arms on her. I mean, the shot of her coming into the room is through a mirror, right? So you're looking at the sort of foot of his bed, and there's a mirror there, and you see her enter the room through the mirror, right? It's good. So, it's good of you, you know, describing these visuals to people through. I mean, look a, through audio. All it's of these great. people who it's claim great. to have seen Citizen Kane should know what I'm talking. We've about. We've already established that nobody's but ever seen most this of movie. You haven't people so, just pretend to have seen you know, it? All you need to watch is the first 30 seconds of this movie <laughs> to get what I'm talking about. <laughs> and if you can't do that, well, then I'm sorry this isn't the podcast for you. <laughs> but yeah, a little creative editing with the, you know, the timing of that nurse coming in. So at least she plausibly could be the person that, is, that tells other people his final dying words were Rosebud. Because otherwise, the entirety of the movie doesn't make sense. So that's plot hole repair. Awesome. All right. So can, why don't we move on to the next one? Mm-hmm. Corey, we already talked about Top Gun. We did. Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's really inspired people to go back and watch Top Gun, the OG version. Sure. You know, and what I've realized in my lifetime is that some things you feel like have always been there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you feel like we've always had the OG version of Top Gun. But do you realize that, like, when we were kids, Disneyland was only, like, 25 years old? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that freaky? It's weird. That's for, like, freaking it's, weird. It's weird Weird to think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it, it was like in its infancy. Yeah. So kids today, <laughs> when they want to see like the old version of Top Gun, that shit's like how many years old? 30 years old or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forever, the Star Wars films were on VHS. Now, for those of you out there that don't know, VHS is tape. <laughs> it's a tape. You see, kids- <laughs> Back in the day, 
We had these giant black boxes that had magnetic tape that ran through them. And on that magnetic tape were the frames of the movie interspliced. Uh, one frame interjected into another frame. It's NTSC. Uh, we don't need to go into yeah, this. It's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I understand. We had two different types of these things. One was called Betamax, and the other one was called VHS. So what we want to talk about <clears throat> is when Lucas first brought his re... What, what did he call it? It was like the, like the, THX, the THX re-release. Box set? It yeah. was like a box set and like... Uh, of the original. It was the box set because they re-released the whole like Star Wars... 97 or 4, something 5, like and 6, yeah. Yeah. These VHS tapes come out and he has enhanced the lasers yeah. and everything that was on there to make it a little bit brighter on screen. So, what would I do... If I was George Lucas and I had the ability to enhance Top Gun. What's the Lucas method? Fucking add lasers. <laughs> what the hell do you think of the course. OG Top Gun would be like if you had Maverick and Goose fighting MiGs with lasers? Now, that opening scene with Danger Zone and they're able to go out there. Cougar and Merlin and Maverick and Goose. But they've got bow, lasers. Bow, down it. Down. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, do, don't they have sort of like a laser tag fight? It's like, like simulated. It's, a, it's like a simulated yeah. scope that they can find people, and then they, then they're what's it called? Um, it's like a, it was like a war game. Missile lock. Missile lock. Oh, if they can lock they onto have, somebody, they have missile lock. Then they get a point or something. Yeah, like when that. they have missile lock on someone, then that means they're killed. Right. They're dead. Right. right. But then lasers. <laughs> but instead of that. We have a whole movie with just lasers. They set those to stun for the school. Yeah, and, and now it's more like it's more like uh, Iron mids. Eagle Four or something. <laughs> That's what this has turned into. Pew 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 pew. So that would be the Lucas method. In this opinion, even though I think this is Lucas's method, I think he's killed this movie. But still, I think he would do it. Beyond that, though, the THX remaster, everything would just be loud louder. As fuck. <laughs> the audience is now deaf. <laughs> as soon as as soon as they go Mach five, I'm this are the whole your your speakers yeah. would just blow. Just windows rattling in your home <laughs> because of the uh the amount of <laughs> afterburner sound effects that they added to it. Yes. You gotta throw some Wilhelm screams in there. <laughs> hey Jeff, did you know that stress is the number one cause of male erectile dysfunction? It's true. It has to be, Corey. Because we are the hosts of a successful podcast called Switch the Envelope, and we would never give out false information. No, we cannot and would not, Jeff. Corey, you know what does not cause erectile dysfunction? No. What, Jeff? Combos. Why, yes. Yes, you're right. Combos will not, not decrease your ability to have sexual intercourse. That's right. Combos, not not stopping you from having sex since the early 80s. Combos. Moving on to Jurassic Park and the sound design there, there's a, a bit of a Lucas method that I want to explore with the original Jurassic Park. The OG also. Yeah. It also got a sequel after many years. Yes. Although I guess it's the third part of the sequel franchise. This is the so sixth movie. So. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not uh, such a gap the way that Top Gun is. <laughs> Yeah, the Top Gun has been 30 years for but a fucking movie. it does have four times the amount of cameos that Top Gun has. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Because they brought everyone back. They did. They brought everybody back. Uh, mostly. I mean, except for the people that got eaten. Speaking of, of those people, though, that got eaten, uh, 
this Lucas method is more is more. And that's where you add a scene or you uh, put in a scene that was previously deleted that adds absolutely no context to the story or adds anything uh, further than what we already know information-wise. It's just there. More. It's just more. I get it. I feel it's it. simply there to give screen time, more screen time, to characters that people like. And those characters that people like from Jurassic Park are? Jeff Goldblum. No. Velociraptors. That is wrong. <laughs> I would much rather watch Jeff Goldblum. Wait. Original Jurassic Park Jeff Goldblum right. than for Velociraptors. I'm just saying Jeff Goldblum shows up in four of these movies. So there's a lot of Jeff Goldblum. Does he have four movies now? Yeah, I, I think he shows up in... Because he's uh, only in the first one, then he's in Lost World, then he's in... Oh, yeah, he was in the last in, one, but he's only in for... Jurassic World uh, 2, whatever that but is. But he's only in there for like five seconds. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's in it. I guess. And then he's in this last this one, one, Dominion. Yeah. Right? yeah. So this is just adding a scene. Not just Velociraptors, though, Jeff. Samuel L. Jackson. Um, he died. He did. I want to add the scene where he has his last stand with the Velociraptors. But he was killed from behind, I think. They never show it. But he was in a dark room. He he goes off to try to turn the power on, and then he never returns. And the next time you see him, it's just his his arm coming down onto Laura Dern, and she goes, oh, Arnold. And then the, his severed arm sort of come, comes away as she, she peels away and freaks out, right? Okay, so I can feel that. It's implied that he dies. And if you've read the book, he does get attacked by a velociraptor in that room, right? Which is always curious to me. Like, the velociraptors kill him in that room, but then vacate the room and wait for another party to get into the room and then attack them in that room again, but have a harder time getting to Laura Dern. You know what I'm saying? So, like, where where's the... like what 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 are the differences? What are the variables? And then we won't know because Michael Crichton died. Right, so we won't know what happened, man. No, but we can we can we can postulate what uh, what our version of it is, right? So Samuel Jackson, who plays uh, Ray Arnold, right, in um, Jurassic Park, and and you know perhaps this isn't even like something we add to Jurassic Park itself, just as a as an aside here. Maybe this is security footage that we see in uh, Lost World, or even the third one when they you know go back to the park again, you know like. You could actually add this one into Lost World. Right. They, they, they do actually that. go to the spot where he died. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like there there could be some sort of tie in there where you get more of what happened in a, like the security footage that's on file or whatever and they see uh, the last moments of Ray Arnold. But he like goes into the power shed, you know, he uh, he's trying to turn on the power to the park because Newman ran off to sell the, and there's the embryos. No. Fucking snakes. No snakes? No snakes. No, he goes in there and then he realizes he's not alone, right? So he's got to shift. He's got to hide, right? And he's sort of, he's playing a, a, a little little game of of, uh, of cat and mouse with, with this raptor that's sort of sniffing around, right? And he's like, I don't know, like I need to, I need to get out. He realizes that the, uh, the door to the cage that he's, because there's a cage, right? A cage yes, there's you're a describing every death scene with every single person. Yeah. And with so a raptor. he... Realizes the, the cage door is open, so he can leave. But if he leaves, he has to, he can't turn on the power, right? So he's got to figure out a way to get that raptor out of the cage. And then he realizes that there's a, I don't know, because movies, there's a cable winch on the wall. Okay. Right? Yeah, it's because, fuck it, right? There's a cable winch on, on the wall. So he 
cat and mouses his way out of the cage, super, super, you know, quiet like. And he grabs the cable and he fashions a like a lasso kind of a, a thing with the end of the cable. And he flicks a cigarette on the other side of the room so the raptor turns away from him. Oh, uh, but that wouldn't happen because raptors don't go by heat signatures. No, no, no. They would sound or something like that. Okay. Right? Just, just go with me. Because movies, Jeff. And he. And part of this, you want to make you want to make. Uh, but I'm going. You want to make Arnold a little badass. I can't go badass. with you on this because Raptors do not have. I've seen every one of these movies, and there is never a movie where they make the Raptors less intelligent than the humans. The Raptors always outsmart the well, humans. Here's the thing: he lassos this this Raptor's tail, right? Okay. Also, the cable This wings. guy was a computer. A Pulls computer it tight. engineer. He's an engineer, right? He engineered his way no, into he's getting a computer that Raptor. Engineer, I understand, not an engineer. Jeff, but I'm just saying, go with it. He's not from Texas. He's on survival Actually, he mode. He could be from Texas. I don't know. He's in survival mode. All right. Just saying. There's he, no background that he knows how to lasso a No, rope. no, no. He's not not lassoing. He like hooks the the tail of the raptor and then hits the winch. But just before he hit, hits the winch, he says, "Hold on to your butts." And then he hits the winch and it zips the raptor out of the room. He runs back into the room, closes the cage, right? And then he has another quippy line like uh I don't know, something like... Uh, you can't say hold on to your butts twice. It's just not... No, no, work. he says hold on to your butts because it's callback. Yippee-ki-yay in Die Hard only works once. You can't say hold on to your butts twice. It, it would work because it's callback, right? No. And he's literally holding on to the raptor's butt, so, like, it would play. It would only play if this happened in a sequel that he was in. Well, I mean, this would be an added scene to a movie that people know it didn't exist in. <laughs> or, like I said, CC television from... You know, security cam footage in a subsequent sequel, so, like, that could work. What they should add in is just him... Getting eaten. Well, we're getting to that. So he gets into the cage, he shuts the cage, and he's like, you know, not today, lizard breath, or something like that. And then we we get a reveal. You're showing me why we don't have this scene in there. Well, Lucas, right? It's a completely okay. unnecessary scene <laughs> that adds nothing. But we get a little bit of badass uh, Samuel Jackson before, you know, he gets eaten alive by a, a raptor. So when he, he closes himself in the cage, he's looking at the other raptor, he makes some sort of stupid quip, and then we reveal over his shoulder the other raptor because... He is not aware that the raptors use a decoy uh, to to trap you and then get ambushed. Uh, there's actually three raptors, not two. I know there's three raptors, but in this scenario, there only, there's only two. You've had to suspend disbelief from these for a lot of different Jeff, ones of these makes. It is an I'm just, island. I'm just saying. It is an island theme park where they have recreated dinosaurs. But you're suspending disbelief. <laughs> you're suspending disbelief from the from the world that they have created with itself. So. I don't think so. There's three raptors, not two. Maybe the other raptor and is. You've turned him into a lasso creating. Not lasso. He he uses computer, the tools around him. Computer engineer who uses Bruce Willis level one liners. Well, he does have lots of quips. One. I mean, he's 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 comic relief in in a lot of those scenes. I think it would have been it'd be a fun scene, but completely unnecessary. Moving on to Braveheart. <laughs> um, uh, are we still? Do we have still have time? I think that took up like thirty minutes of time. I don't think it took up all thirty minutes. We've only been <laughs> recording for thirty six. <laughs> okay, so Braveheart, in true fashion of Lucas, what is my, what is our? Did we even say what that was, Corey? Yeah, it was more is more. More is more. Okay, we did talk. about I know that. it was an hour and a half ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, man. <laughs> the Lucas method we will be uh, focusing on in this next one is adding superfluous living scenery and other shit. <laughs> Where does Lucas do this, Jeff? Lucas does this in the first movie. That, sorry, the first movie that that came out uh, in series, which was Star Wars, 
which became Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah, episode episode four. four. When they're on Tatooine, and all of a sudden, he released movies on either Blu-ray or DVD, whenever he released them, and all of a sudden, there's this random shit in the background. And people were like, why are there aliens that never were there before? Yeah, see, the correct answer is every subsequent release, he adds more no, characters. No, it's just, it's just <laughs> but I mean, the first time that he did this was when, when yeah, yeah, yeah. they pulled into, you the have uh, Obi-Wan and... You have Obi-Wan and Luke pulling into Tatooine, and all of a sudden there's like, you have stormtroopers. It doesn't even make sense. There's just stormtroopers trying to like calm down some alien fucking animals in the background. There's no reason he had to have that in there. Nobody cared to have that. Nobody needed it in there. Nobody, it it didn't need to be there. It's a little bit of more is more just in background. Yeah, so more is more. So we thought that if Lucas was going to be working on Braveheart, a fantastic movie with the exception of some things like some bad historical inaccuracies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's still one of the best yeah. movies. Lucas wouldn't change any of the historical ac- inaccuracies. He would not. So <laughs> even that during the Battle of Falkirk, which is one of the biggest battles in the movie, freedom is that, and that in battle? real life. No, it's that's the Battle of Sterling. It's not. It's not the. It's not the freedom battle. What they. What he says when they rip out his intestines. No, 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 no. He says they'll never take our freedom. Is yeah, it that that's battle? The, that's the Battle of Sterling. Blue face where they wouldn't actually paint their faces blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kilts when they didn't have kilts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. During the Battle of Falkirk, the ground was covered in oil. Oh, okay. Okay. For real? Which, uh, I don't know. No, not in real life. Oh. Because uh, in real life, people didn't have that much oil. Ah, got it. And it was worth a lot of money, and they wouldn't have wasted that much oil. Sure. Also, they wouldn't uh, put oil on the ground because why? <laughs> and also, the British would have smelled an oil f- yeah. an oil-filled field. Seems like trying to run through oil would also be a little prohibitive to your ground attack. Uh, plus, uh, hello, you can smell fucking oil. Yeah, it would give you away. Yeah, <laughs> and also you can see oil on a field. Yeah, it would uh, suddenly not be green in the field where, uh, or or even it would like be, dirt brown. It would, it would be, be like you know what you, you know what oil looks like. Yes, it, I do. It's like <laughs> it looks like rainbow. Yeah, it does. Yeah, there's an iridescence <laughs> to it. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, but if Lucas was doing this scene, history. Yeah, history. So if Lucas was doing the scene, though, what he would do is add superfluous living scenery. <laughs> so if you're looking at a at a field, when they're charging at the field, you know what he would do? This is Scotland. Banthas. No, this oh. is Scotland. This isn't this isn't Tatooine. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So across across the field, you just add in a bunch of red foxes and hedho- hedgehogs. <laughs> Hundreds of them. They're going to run across the field and see a bunch of hedgehogs just standing around. And maybe Scattered. some sheep. Sheep, oh, Bunch definitely of sheep. sheep. Yeah, maybe a sh- maybe a shepherd. Yeah, he's out there like fuck. I picked the wrong day. <laughs> exactly. Not <laughs> anything that's going to affect the affect the plot at all. Just a shepherd that has to run away from the battle. Or m- maybe he's just in the background, like herding his sheep for sure because uh, shit's going awry and they're getting scared. Maybe they throw a few puffins in there. You know, some puffins. Yeah, and th- there would be like broadsword swipes through animals. And you know what that would have- arrows hitting ger- uh, the hedgehogs and, and stuff. And you know what that would affect. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No. Nothing. It wouldn't add anything to the scene. But you know what? It's Lucas filming it. <laughs> yeah. He's, they, they say, what do you do this film? They say, we Lucas'd it. Yeah. We, we, we turned the Lucas knob up to 11. We did. <laughs> because what would Lucas do? He'd add fucking scenery. That d- is, doesn't need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unnecessary Lucas. Yeah, absolutely. The... Uh, the the livestock though that's that's funny like people just in, like randomly in the background yeah i think uh braveheart would be the best film 
for Lucas to ruin <laughs> um, with well, background scenery because there's so much. You know what? Actually, um, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> because any movie that has these giant sweeping uh, shots of scenery, he could fuck up. Definitely. By adding random stuff that doesn't need to be there. Stuff that doesn't need to be there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I think uh, George Lucas has uh, thoroughly ruined these four movies. Thanks, George. Nice going. Yeah. You you ruined our childhood with all of your meddling with Star Wars, and now you've ruined these four movies. But maybe for some people, he made it better. You know, kind of how, like, some people like the first three movies of the Star Wars films, you know? That's true. Some people might like Top Gun with lasers. I mean, I think at least two of these films we made better, technically. Top Gun with lasers would be pretty epic. It would be epic. Making, and you know what? Making Citizen Kane make sense? That's that's a plus. I don't know. I mean, but a lot of people since 1942 have liked fucking Citizen Kane. Yeah, they've seen nothing wrong with it. If you uh, like, think you would like one of these films, or if you agree with us that uh, Lucas Meddling would probably ruin these films, uh, hit us up on social media, at Switch Envelope on Twitter, at Switch The Envelope on Instagram. Or suggest, we'll suggest some other films, too. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know what uh, movies you think could use a Lucas method. Maybe Jaws, Corey. What do you think Jaws. Jaws. Oh, shit. Yeah, Jaws, right? Like maybe when uh, at the end when Brody is shooting Jaws and he hits that tank and Jaws blows up, what if Jaws shot first? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What if Jaws shot first? In fact, I want to make a T-shirt now that says Jaws shot first. <laughs> of course, people would only get that if they listened to this episode. So tell your friends. Subscribe to us. Leave us a review if you're so inclined. Uh, but, you know, like, recommend us to a friend because that's how we grow this this uh, wonderful thing uh, is by your help, your help. And we thank each and every one of you that have that have done that and continue to share us with um, the people that you love. Yeah, we got to thank all of you who have mentioned our show to your friends because we are definitely rising steadily and we love you for it. Each month when we see our numbers rise on the Apple Podcast Charts and when we see all of you smash that subscribe button, we have to thank each one of you for all your participation and taking this journey with us. Of course, you can always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your Switch the Envelope needs. Other than that, Jeff, are we dedicating this episode? You know what, Corey? We are going to dedicate this episode. We're going to dedicate this episode to one of our favorite actors, an actor who has had more movie titles on his IMDb than anybody of all time, we're going to dedicate this episode to Sam motherfucking Jackson and his work in where, Corey? Uh, well, let's go with the original Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Where he played the character of? Ray Arnold. Ray Arnold. And Ray Arnold's severed arm. Now, he didn't quite make it through that movie, but you know what? Unlike Clint Eastwood, he doesn't really quite make it through most of his movies when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, there's... Deep, deep blue sea or whatever, where he gets just nabbed by a giant shark. I mean, he makes it through through quite a few. I mean, he's done so many. Not, not really. Samuel L. Jackson. Um, a lot of those movies, he gets he's killed in. He makes it through Pulp Django Fiction. Unchained. He doesn't. He does not make it through Django Unchained. Yeah. No, he does not. Steve is killed pretty badly in the end. Yeah, Steve. Sam. His name is Steve. Is his name Steve? His name is Steve. Really? Yes. Did not did not catch that his name was Steve. I I did not recall that he even had a name. <laughs> of course, I'm sure he had a name, but like it, it just didn't register to me. But yeah, that he had a name. That's he's funny. The, so one of the him and him and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio are awful characters. They're, they're terrible people. Yeah. 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 Anyway, thanks Sam for all the all of your hard work. We love you. 
And uh, I think that's going to do it for us. So go see these movies and imagine how Lucas would change it. And we'll see you later, Switches. See you later, Switches. Thanks for listening. Switch the Envelope was written and produced by Jeff and Corey. Switch the Envelope is a Riff Laugh production. Switch the Envelope was mixed at Studio 85. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Special effects provided by ILM.